Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. And give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Amen. God is good, right? All the time, God is good. You may be seated. Uh, my name is Rodrigo, and I'm one of the pastors here. And I want to welcome you uh, to Mosaic Life. Thank you, worship team. We know that God is going to do amazing things. We know God is going to move in a mighty way. Are you guys expecting the Lord to move? I don't know about you. I am. I'm expecting God to move in a mighty way in 2024. And his presence is going to continue to be poured out. His glory is going to continue to be poured out. He's going to do many miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen? You just have to believe. You have to have that hunger and that thirst and that desire to see him do that. And so I pray that 2024 will be a year of miracles. Amen? A year of, of God to do wonders in our midst. So I'm excited. I'm excited for 2024 and, and for what God is going to do. We do have a panel of speakers for you guys this morning, and they each are going to be sharing something special. So yeah, give them a round of applause. They're going to be coming in. We have uh, Brenda Manning. Uh, she's going to be speaking on the presence of God. We have Aaron Brown, who's going to be speaking on forgiveness. We have Stephen Horn, who's going to be speaking on the faithfulness of God. We have Cassandra Paz, who's going to be speaking on the peace of God. And we have Pastor Carla, who's going to be speaking on the love of God. Amen. So this is what God has been speaking to them this year. And God is going to bless you with their message. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, everybody. Oh, thank you. Somebody bless me. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Um, Today, I have the opportunity to, to um, sorry, I'm going to need a tissue. I apologize. I have the opportunity to uh, minister to you in worship and through the word. Um, so that's great. That's a great ending to my year. Um, I have the task to talk to you about the presence of God and why we're thankful for it. And one of our goals in the January fast, like um, Pastor Rodrigo was saying, is that we want more of God's presence. And when we talk about God's presence, we're not talking about the feelings that we get when God's presence is around us. So we're not talking about the tingling or the heat that comes with his presence or even speaking in tongues or um uh, anything that his presence causes our bodies and how to respond to it. Um, but, or not even to partake, right, in, 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 um, in a supernatural encounter. When we're talking about the presence of God, we're talking about all the benefits that his presence carries. And um, I don't have a lot of time today, so in your app, um, you have the sermon notes. You'll have all of the scriptures that I'm going to share with you today. I'm not going to be reading all of them. I'm only going to be reading a few of them. But I wanted to give you 10 of the many things that God's presence does for us. 
and how we should be thankful for his presence and that we should make his presence a priority in the year 2024. Um, so I will start by reading Exodus 33, um, chapter 12, verse 16. And it says, Moses said to the, to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you're pleased with me, teach me your way so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. This is the number one. The presence of God gives me rest. Verse 15 through 16, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from the other people on the face of the earth? So number two, the presence of God is a sign that he is pleased with me. Number three, the presence of God distinguishes me from other people. Number four, the presence of God fills me with joy. Psalm 16, 11. Number five, the presence of God is my shelter. Psalm 39, 19 through 20. Uh, number six, the presence of God is my guidance. Psalm 73, 23 and 24. Number seven, the presence of God is my deliverance. Isaiah 43, 2. The presence of God causes me to bear fruit. John 15, 5. Number nine, the presence of God brings me back to life. Acts 3.20. And number 10, the presence of God grants me mercy and grace in my time of need. In Hebrews 4.16. And I have a bonus one. The presence of God is my promotion. James 4.10. And if you say this morning, Sister Brenda, that's great. I love all of the things that God's presence brings to our lives. How can I experience more of God's presence? Well, thank you for asking. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. The first step is to draw near to God. As we draw near to him, his presence will come to us. And to be in his presence, we must have clean hearts and clean hearts and be pure. In Psalm 140, 13, it says, surely the righteous will praise your name and the upright will live in your presence. Who lives in the presence of the Lord? The upright. We must live an upright life. We must live a righteous life. And then we will experience all of these benefits that his presence brings. Next, we have Brother Aaron, who will share with us. You guys match. Check you guys out. <laughs> I know. We didn't get the memo, apparently, so... Oh, my left is out. All right. So good morning. How's everybody doing? Good, good. good. So um, Pastor Jack gave me the task to talk about um, being grateful for forgiveness. And uh, I sat and prayed on it and prayed on it and prayed on it, opened up the old school Bible, got off the phone app. And the scripture that God placed on my heart that I want to share with you all this morning can be found in Luke chapter 23, um, verse 34, the NLT version. And the scripture that came alive for me was, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gamb um, gambled for his clothes and throwing dice. And I was thinking about that. 
Those words were spoken from the cross. Jesus was in a lot of pain. Roman soldiers are gambling his garments. There are so many different things that Jesus could have said from the cross at that moment, but he chose to say, forgive them. They do not know what they do. And then I sat and thought about it, prayed on it, and what I realized, that is our hope in terms of forgiveness. And if I think about forgiveness, that means Jesus, when we choose to repent and forgive or ask for forgiveness for our sins, Jesus also meets us where we are. And the thing is, church, we, we all have a past. We all have a thing. We, we, we have been there before. I can tell you there's been times where there were things going on in my life, things I was thinking and saying before I walked into these doors at church. We all have a story. But I'm extremely grateful that forgiveness is something that I can ask for, and Jesus can make it me brand new. He can use my mess. He can use my mistake. He can use my lack of or whatever it might be in the areas of my life that I fall short in. I have a decision to make. I can then make that decision and authentically, genuinely ask Jesus to forgive me for my sins. And what I love about the love of the Lord is he doesn't say, okay, get it figured out, and then I can use Aaron. Jesus says, let's go, and we can do something with your mess. We can do something with this ugliness. We can do something with this darkness. We can then make it good. We can do something with it if we choose to make that decision. And thinking about this is the last service of 2023, moving into 2024, I do believe that we have an opportunity to really go to our Lord and, and cleanse ourselves and ask, you know, Lord, are there some areas that I got to give to you? It's the song Surrender made me think about that this morning. We might have some areas where we can talk to God before the year closes and work with God in these areas. And in return, I don't know if I'm the only one. There are some people that I know I have to forgive. It's, it's a gift to forgive others. But then also, I want to encourage you with this, and I know it's been hard on me in my journey, is even forgiving myself for things that I know that I'm still not right in. If God forgives me, I can forgive myself, and I can pick it up, and I can move forward. Because we all have a calling. We all have something that God wants us to do in our life. And forgiveness is powerful. And then the last thing I want to close on with this, and it made me think about when I first got on fire for Christ, and I was going through a very, very hard time, and God met me where I was at. I'm on fire. You know, we have those brothers and sisters that, you know, they ask you this question. Do you mean God can forgive me for? Well, what if I did? Well, what if I'm still? Yes, yes, God can absolutely forgive you for your sin. And there is no sin too great. God can absolutely forgive you. And I want to encourage you with this. When you're ministering to your friends and family or for spending time with loved ones closing out the year, let your brothers and sisters, family members know that Jesus can forgive them. Often we, we preach the message when we're on fire for God, you know, fear the Lord. And we do fear the Lord. But think about that person that doesn't know Christ. Think about that person that's premature in their walk. They need to know the love of Christ also. They need to know that they can be forgiven. Forgiven, because honestly, church, if we weren't forgiven, we wouldn't be here. Forgiving, it's hope. God can make it a better day for us. Amen? Amen. So that being said, my brother Stephen, you're up next, my friend. God is good. All the time, All the time God is good. I, uh, I had prepared this uh, sermon uh, this, this past week. And um, while I was sitting in the middle of first service, we, we sang that last song um, about agreements. And 
God was just sort of in touching me and, and changing me and, and changing what I had prepared for this morning. Uh, just because I had accepted a lot of agreements in my, my own life. And what I have to share is about God's faithfulness this morning. Um, so the passage that I want to share with you guys is Psalm 68, 4 through 6. Uh, sing to God, sing praises to his name, exalt him who rides through the deserts, whose name is the Lord, and be jubilant before him. A father to the fatherless, a judge for the widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God makes a home for the lonely, and he leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious live in parched lands. <laughs> God is so amazing, and he's so faithful and true, and he... He doesn't leave us in that desert place. Last year, not 2023, but 2022, I was in a real dark place. I felt lonely, depressed, and unlovable. I felt estranged from my local church, and I felt like I couldn't be a part of any <laughs> church community anymore because I just was that damaged. I had accepted those labels and let them define me. I remember having a conversation with Judy that year, and I confessed to her that I wasn't even sure if I could call myself a Christian anymore. Not that I didn't believe that God was real, but just that I was just too toxic and too damaged to be a part of a community of faith any longer. I let her know at that point that I would no longer be attending church and that I would be spending my Sunday morning sleeping instead. Judy, about that time, shortly started attending this church and she found a new church family here. I stayed home and I stewed in my feelings of unworthiness. I was very much in that desert place that was described in that passage. And I love this passage because God takes an active role and goes out and seeks those who are lost and who are stuck in the desert place. He doesn't leave them out there to figure it out for themselves. He hears their cries, and he comes to their rescue because he is faithful and true. He's a father to the fatherless. He takes on that mantle that defines them and flips it on its head. Comes to the rescue of the widow, who in this context would have been powerless, and once again becomes the very thing they lack. He takes, on, he takes the lonely and puts them in homes where they're welcomed in his family, and the prisoner is freed. The only one that's left in the desert are the ones that want to save themselves. As Judy got more involved in this church, she started to attend a Bible study. She invited me to attend with her. I thought, well, maybe I could do that. I wouldn't be attending Sunday uh, service, so the stakes were much lower. So I started attending Wednesday night Bible study and met a lot of new people who welcomed me into this, into this church family. And God welcomed me back and challenged those feelings of unworthiness. Slowly but surely, I reluctantly started uh, coming on Sunday mornings and started attending prayer uh, on Tuesday nights. The Lord slowly was redeeming me and, and changing those labels that I let identify me. I'm now a part of the prayer team and help lead the church on the prayer walk in Oak Park this year. And I'm now a part of the men's ministry. And I can honestly say that I didn't see myself in any of those things uh, this time last year. God has been so faithful, and he is doing 
an amazing work. And I can't wait for 2024 and what God has in store for us. To him be the glory. Here's Cassandra. All righty. Good morning, church. I have the honor of sharing about the peace of God. Um, and it's fitting because my last name means peace in Spanish. Hey, come on, somebody. <laughs> Chosen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, 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 he's good. He's good. He's a gift. But the peace of God. Amen. Come on, somebody. All right. So we can find it here. Therefore, in Romans 5, 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So it there's what he did on the cross for me and for you when he died on that cross. It is a gift. He is called the Prince of Peace. He makes us right with him. And sometimes it's hard to believe, right? When you're walking daily in your own normal life, you're just walking and it's hard to believe that you are right with God sometimes, right? I feel like we're more on like, man, I don't know if he's mad at me. Or like, man, God, I messed up again today. But it's, it's his grace is sufficient for us, right? The work that he did on that cross, when he, his blood was shed on that cross, he made you white as wool. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to believe and see ourselves the way that he does. And the only way that we can do that is by combating that lie of the enemy with the truth of God. Amen? And so there's a, there's faith. It requires an action out of you. It, it requires faith. You have to believe that the way that he sees you and that what he did on that cross, sit with it for a while, sit with what he did on the cross until you can actually believe that what he did and what he says about you is true. Amen? And so I know that it's hard to believe that sometimes, but Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So the minute that your anxiety comes, the minute that you're in distress, the minute that you're worried, turn to God in prayer. You lay it at his feet practically. Every moment you just sit for a second. You say, I'm going to not worry about this. I'm going to lay it at his feet right now. God, I give you this situation. I don't have peace. But that comes with the fact that me and you are children of God. Amen? And so we can see that in right before I move on. But it surpasses all understanding, which is the next part. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it doesn't have to make sense to you, Right? When you're in it, when you're in the difficulty, when you're in the trial, when you're in your suffering, it doesn't have to make sense that God, you can have God's peace. It surpasses all of our understanding. His thoughts about you are above the way that we think. And so he will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And then he says in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That is your promise, that the minute that you choose to be a peacemaker, that is also an active thing that we do, which is found in Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone, just as much as we are image bearers of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. 
we should also be people who desire peace with everyone around us. So like Brother Aaron was talking about forgiveness, laying down your pride, laying down the things that you need to lay down so that you can live at unity with everyone. Amen? As, as the body of Christ, we should be people who truly, genuinely are known for the love that we have for each other and to live in peace. And that's the peace that he desires for each and every single one of us. Amen? One thing that I, I wanted to share was I heard this sermon once, and he described it as you can desire all the things, right? You can go, you can become a millionaire, you can go and have the best job, the best car, the best shoes, the best everything. But when it comes down to it and you're at your final moments and you have everything, but you don't have the peace of God, that's everything. His peace. That's why millionaires commit suicide when they have everything because they're still searching in this life. You, as a child of God, have access to God's peace. And that is everything, to live in contentment with what you have, what God has given you. Let's be good stewards of the fact that we have access to his peace. Amen? Thank you, Cassandra. As... Um, this morning, as myself, uh, we, Pastor Jack asked me to share on the love of God. And we know that God's love is unfailing. We know that God's love uh, covers multitudes of sins. We also know that God's love, you know, it goes beyond everything. It's, without, it's with his love that we are saved because he went to the cross for us. Amen? And uh, in the last... Uh, you know, Brother Rick and I have been talking a lot, especially this year has not been easy. Uh, yesterday, actually, as we were shopping, um, yeah, uh, yes, let's, let's talk about that later. Um, you know, I was actually driving, and I was reflecting back on all the things that 2023 brought. And I remember one conversation that Brother Rick and I had um, on the way to visit our family. And he asked me, he goes, May, Carla, do you think 2023 has been a bad year? Now, some of you guys know what happened to us in this past year. And if you don't know, you know, we, and since March, it feels like nine months of like, Lord, I don't know what's going on here. Um, you know, from being in ICU, he had two heart attacks. You know, we had amputations. Uh, we had all kinds of sickness and everything. Uh, but one of the things that marked those nine months, it was the joy of God. It was knowing that God loves us. And I always joked around, but it's funny, that in the middle of all of this, you know, we're in the hospital. We had the staff coming to us and they say, hey, what's wrong with you people? I'm like, what do you mean? What's wrong with you? I, know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm weird. I know that. Um, but they say, you guys are laughing instead of being sad. You guys are joking around. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. We come in to take your blood, and you're, like, trying to make us laugh by telling us jokes. And we, we, the, we committed ourselves that in the midst of everything, we're going to choose God's love and God's joy. And one of the verses that uh, reminds me of the conversation that Rick and I had, and then when he asked me, you know, is this a bad year? I was like, no. Because as I thought about it, as like God's hand has been with us in it and through it. It would be bad if God's hands was not with us. Then it would be horrendous. <laughs> but we can't call it bad because even though we're going through storms, 
because we know that the presence of God is walking with us. So we woke in the book of Psalms, chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, says this. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. And spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O oh Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. You see, I love that verse, and God gave me the verse uh, in the middle of our little storm that we were going through. Because his shield, it says that his love, his shield of love will, will bring safety. It doesn't tell us that we're going to stop going through our trials and storms. But when we surrender ourselves and when we put behind in the shield of God, we can actually sustain those winds better. Because we know that he is in front of us. And he's going to help us make it through it. And at the end of that the, the struggle, the storm, the X factor, whatever it is, whether it's sickness, whether it's finances, whether it's like trying to figure it out, even finding a job. You know, God is there. He protects us. His love shields us. His love is the one that gives us our strength, our joy. But it has to be a conscious decision that we choose to go behind him and to choose to be shielded by him. So we can find his joy. And I pray that as we go on to 2024, that we commit ourselves to all that as we go through storms, because there's nothing that is promised to us. We don't know what 2024 is going to bring. And if you know, please let me know. But I don't know. <laughs> but all I know is this, that his word is true. And it's the only thing that's going to stand. So if God's telling me, choose me, I will give you my joy. It is in my joy that my shield of love will bring safety to you. I will choose that over all things. So I pray that you choose God's love to surrender you and shield you in this year coming. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sharing. You guys did it. Pastor Jack gave you guys an assignment, and you did it. Thank you for serving. God bless you guys. Amen. Give them another round of applause. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing what God is doing in your lives. Amen. Amen. God is good. I mean, all the time, God is good. Yes. His presence has been with us. His peace has been with us. He's been faithful to us. His love is with us. His forgiveness is with us all the time. Amen. And without all those things, I mean, we don't know where we would be at. I mean, there's so many places that we would be probably not here. <laughs> and so let me give you this uh, passage this morning from Isaiah 40. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. How many of you need strength this morning? Amen. He gives strength to the weary. And he increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord. Amen. We are hoping in the Lord. Amen. For great things coming 2024. But those who hope in the Lord 
will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Amen. That says a lot. It's a big promise that the Lord has given us. 2024, if we hope in the Lord, we will not grow weary and we will not faint. We're going to be walking a lot. We're going to be doing a lot next year. Amen. But the Lord is going to be with us. The Lord is going to strengthen us. The Lord is going to provide. He's going to open doors. It might be impossible with human efforts. It might be impossible when we see it in the physical realm. But with God, everything is possible. There's nothing impossible with God. So we have 20, we have this last Sunday, 2023, to give God our biggest praise, our our biggest worship this morning as we close this morning. So God wants to do great things through you. Do you want to accept the challenge to be used by God? Do you want to accept the challenge in 2024 to be a light in the darkness, to be a vessel of God, to be used for his honor and his glory? It's, it's in your court. I mean, he's done everything for us, and it's up to us to accept what he wants for our lives. And so let's believe that 2024, it might not be an easy year. It's going to have its challenges. It's going to have its ups and downs. But with the hope of the Lord, we're going to see him do great things. So let's stand to our feet. Let's worship God and come to the front as we close 2023. I encourage everybody to come and to seek the Lord, to seek his presence and to ask of God for more of him, more of his power in your life. More of his strength in your life. More of his joy. And if you need peace, ask him. If you need joy, ask him. If you need healing, ask him. So anything that's in your heart, come to the front and worship together. Amen. Amen. This is our last opportunity. Would you come to the front? This is your last chance to, to come to this altar and give God thanks for... Well, your last chance at the church <laughs> to give God thanks for um, what he's done in your life. I was, during the altar call at the other service, I was contemplating on everything God has done. And even the song we, we were singing, Protector. And God covered us. And I know I've, I've seen his hand cover me and my family. And if he wasn't there for us, we wouldn't have made it. And so... Let's come in Thanksgiving, um, thanking him for 2023 and for being our protector, for being our shield, for being everything that he was to us. And come dedicate your 2024 to him and say, Lord, all of my year from January through December, from the 1st to the 31st, I give it to you. It's for you. Amen. Amen.
and give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Amen. God is good, right? All the time, God is good. You may be seated. Uh, my name is Rodrigo, and I'm one of the pastors here, and I want to welcome you uh, to Mosaic Life. Thank you, worship team.